6. Conclusion to Part 1 In conclusion, I want to reiterate that the form of our communion service today is itself a form of abuse of Christ's ordinance. My comments about this are not directed only at the Church of England. Communion has become many different things to different churches. The Lord's Supper is the Christian Passover, a celebration of our deliverance from sin through the sacrificial death of the Lord Jesus Christ. In some churches, however, communion has become a form of discipline, that is, Presbyterianism. To others it has become a magical rite and a substitute for adherence to the covenant, that is, Episcopalianism. In other churches it is like a funeral service, where people beat their chest to atone for their own sin, for example brethren and assorted free churches. All these practices are abuses of the original institution. There is no wonder people are deserting the church in droves. What they get when they go to church is often a perversion of the biblical message and the biblical emphasis to which the church should aspire. The church is not an attractive community to many non-believers. The church is not an attractive community to many believers. And this is because usually the church is not a community at all, but rather a mere venue for a series of ritual acts that people do at the same time in the same place. In other words, in church, so often what we have is not corporate worship, but people worshipping individually in the same building at the same time. The church often does not function as a community at all. Now, it would be odd indeed if the members of a family never talked to each other when they sat down together for a meal. Such a family would be considered dysfunctional. And a church, which is part of the family of God, that acts in the same way, is also dysfunctional. Yet, this is precisely the case every time we celebrate the Lord's Supper. And there's no good hiding behind the church's rules, procedures and traditions. When clergymen want to change things, even on a local basis, they usually have no problems doing so. Yet so often, when we wish to follow the Bible, tradition and church rules are cited as the reason for not doing such things, or we are told such things are not practical. These are excuses for the preservation of services that amount to little more than ritual abuse. How can I expect non-believers to give a hearing to what I myself find to be a perversion of what the Bible sets forth, and many in the Church of England have tacitly acknowledged this deficiency by their endorsement of this social meal setting of the Alpha Course? And, if we don't like the ritual abuse that goes on in church, we are deemed unspiritual. I refer here not merely to Church of England ritual, but to the rituals of most denominations, which in substance vary very little from each other. Until the Church is prepared to address this issue, I fear she will merely continue to manage her own decline nicely, oblivious of the remedy that is set forth in the Bible. I suggest that the first thing we need to do is to stop numbing our minds with more of those choruses and hymns and start thinking seriously in church, in the worship service, about what it means not to go to church, but to be the church, that is, a Christian society, indeed, a Christian social order, and therefore about what it means to celebrate the Lord's Supper together.